Hey, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlight. Enjoy the episode. This episode has been brought to you by me and my business, Lauren Grace Inspirations. I am a channel of the light and work with spirit guides, angels, the higher self, and past over loved ones to provide you with support, clarity, and encouragement. Using oracle cards, mediumship, and clairvoyance, my readings will leave you feeling comforted and empowered. I have various reading options available, ranging from 30-minute readings to 60-minute readings to group sessions. I also work with professionals to help them gain clarity in business and life purpose. To book a reading with me, simply head to laurengraceinspirations.com. Enjoy the episode. It's Lauren Grace here. Welcome to the Afterlight. I have to tell you, even before I read Martina's bio, I'm absolutely like going crazy with energy. I feel like I can't even contain myself right now. So buckle up. This is going to be a total ride. So before we get started, don't you want to know who my guest is? My guest is the beautiful Martina. She's a psychic medium. She practices tarot and oracle card readings, mediumship, spiritual communication, pendulum dowsing, Akashic reading past life readings, sound bathing, Reiki, chakra reading, spiritual guidance, nature reading, omen reading, and channeling, just to name a few. Now she's <laughs> going to be offering a whole bunch of opportunities for you to get involved with her through group bookings, retreats, and events. She also is a platform medium, and she's recently released an incredible app for anybody who wants to develop their psychic skills and really up level. So Martina is a psychic medium passionate about education and self-development, and she continues to upskill herself on a regular basis. And she has turned her knowledge into a beautiful app called Guide to Light. And we're going to be talking about all that on the show today. Now, Martina is joining me to talk about, I was trying to think about how we could kind of narrow the focus because of your skills are just so vast. And <laughs> you and I tend to, when we start talking, you know, an hour goes by and it's like, we don't even know what's hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. But I thought today we, we could talk a little bit about your spiritual path. We could talk about sure. developing psychic abilities. We could talk about mediumship, how to discern information, how you find reliable sources, because I think that there's a lot of charlatans out there. There's a lot of misinformation mm. for sure about different things. I want to talk to you about backing your big idea. And I also thought that we could talk about the power of spirit connections. And I don't know about you, girl, but I'm feeling goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> I've had them here for ages. So yeah, my palms are sweaty which is a sure sign of spirit for me I'm like yeah my hands just sweat like crazy when spirit's about so it's going to be a full house <laughs> I, love it. I love it okay well buckle up welcome to the show my sister thank, thank you, you so much for being here thank you for having me going so I like to start every episode sort of the same about how people got involved in their spiritual journey and for you it's quite of an interesting tale yeah so <laughs> do tell me and our listener at home Oh, sure. So um, I was raised a little bit differently. So I was raised out in the bush by, I would call very progressive parents. We lived self-sufficiently for many years, like with no electricity, um, no actual running water, except from like a tank and using gravity. Um, we used to bathe outdoors, um, like under the sky at nighttime. It was absolutely beautiful because we couldn't fit a bathtub into, well, a tent for a few years and then into the house that my parents built. Wow. Um, 
my brother and I were very connected to nature. I mean, we didn't have TV. The only sort of TV we would see would be for one hour, one and a half hours on a Sunday afternoon where my dad would plug this tiny little black and white TV into a, the battery from the car and we'd watch a Disney movie. But everything else was outdoors, reading, but being with nature. And looking back now, I didn't realise how deeply connected I was to nature and to spirit. Um, like my brother and I, especially like my brother was always very freaked out. I think he was a he would never like to admit he was clairvoyant, but he certainly was. <laughs> but we used to commune with like nature spirits all the time, had a lot of respect for them, a few freaky occasions as a child. Um, but it was always, um, when I look back, I used to leave offerings and all sorts of things. So very, very spiritual. And another thing at night, I didn't realise until later on in life that I was a natural uh, astral projectionist. Is that like even a word? But I would, now. I would naturally, it is now, <laughs> but I would naturally push myself out of my body. Well, not push myself. I would leave my body to get myself to sleep at night. And I would rock myself like outside of my body, like in, with clear view of everything around me. And it was just so normal um, for me. So that was sort of my childhood until about maybe 10. And then um, things changed. Our living situation changed. Um so then going through the teenage years and then through my 20s. And then after I had my first child in 2012, I'd, I felt like even though I'd had my first child, I felt quite empty, like there was something missing from my life. And it was definitely, it was spirituality. I knew it was spirituality. And I felt uh, because my partner's family were quite religious and I felt it was God that was missing. So I asked for him to present himself. And a month later, I was out the front of this cafe and um, my husband goes, oh, there's this guy that wants to talk to you. I said, excuse me? Anyway, there was this beautiful looking man. <laughs> I mean, he looked like Jesus. That's just like the big blue eyes. And he goes, I hear that, you, um, that you've got very sore knees. And I was like, yeah, yeah, because I always had a really bad knee in particular. And he goes, Jesus wants to heal you. And I said, okay. And he goes, if you want to have a healing, he goes, take my hand. And I was like, yeah, hold my baby. <laughs> and, um, I took his hand and it's the first time I've actually had an energy healing. And it was like a bolt. It was full on. It was, I couldn't feel my feet on the actual ground. And I felt like these waves of energy going through my body. And it felt like warm rain. It was like, it was full. Actually, just talking about it, I can feel that sort of energy coming on. Wow. It was so full on. Never had a problem with my knees since. And then I was straight to church the next week. Um, and I absolutely loved church. I loved that communion. It was a modern church. Um, and there, I found something in it that was really calming and really beautiful, but there was a higher power available. And I didn't agree with some of the things you know I think I think um I think Jesus is wonderful for lots of people but now I see him as an ascended master exactly. and I realize what his purpose is and and it's absolutely beautiful but then my journey sort of moved on from that because I had so many questions and some things just didn't resonate with me and and it was like you know how they say when the when the student is ready the teacher appears and it was like that and I um I ended up getting uh, actual energy healing from this wonderful woman who practices Qigong. And because I had some like really broken relationships in my life, like with my parents and with some other people. And I felt that there were, there were energetic blockages and that was the only way I could really describe it. And I'd been to therapists and psychologists and, and 
there was just nothing that was fixing anything. Yeah. No strategies, anything, you know. So I went and saw this lady and um, so she sort of pushes energy through your body, you know. And after I left, she goes, oh, you're going to be really open now. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, within six weeks through strange and crazy, now I can say, I call them spirit circumstances, um, I've healed all those broken relationships in my life. And it was like, and even my estranged father of over 10 years, it, there was craziest things that happened for us to get reconnected. Then um, after that, I went back to her a couple of months later. So this is in 2019. And there was just some massive, massive shifts for me. I started meditating, like just for a couple of minutes a day. But it, I just became really clear on energy. So when I walk into a room, I knew what had just happened in that room. Not if it was like an argument, everyone gets to feel an argument, but I would know things or I'd get thoughts from people and, or I'd get instances where I could feel things happening before they'd happen. I'd always been an extremely good judge of character. That's why I did bar work for many years. Cause I could always predict if there was a fight, I could feel energy shift in the room Ooh. and I would get people ready for it. Like a let bounces in that know that something's happening. Um, it serves you in hospitality, being able to be close sentient. It does. 100%. Yeah. And, um, but things were different. It was so much stronger. By the end of 2019, I got my first deck of tarot cards and um, I was so obsessed with angels, especially like, um, and I asked my husband, I said, I want to book on angels for Christmas. Anyway, he gets in his book. It's by Kyle Gray. Bless his heart. I love him. And there was no pictures in it. I wanted like a picture book of angels. <laughs> yeah, so I actually want a picture book of angels too, if anyone's listening yeah. at home. <laughs> I was so disappointed because I was feeling angels around, you know. And so I, I thought, oh, well, I might as well read it. I read it like cover to cover, loved it. And it had a uh, meditation, like an activation meditation. And um, I, I did the meditation and then things just went crazy. So I started doing um, tarot readings online because I didn't need to read the book. I just see images that would just float out and they seemed to um collect information for the sitter and yeah. I was just doing them online so there's no pressure what took me three hours now takes me 10 minutes yeah. and um as I got better I just became so obsessed with it loved it and started doing channeled messages because I would feel other information coming through yeah it was it was crazy and then yeah by 2020 I was just studying and I haven't stopped studying I'm always doing different courses I think learning from as many sources as possible um is the best way even through sources that may seem like charlatans there is always something to garner from what everyone's got because you learn a lesson yeah that's right not even to approach another person like that yeah, yeah or even it's just sermon or something. Um, there's so many different avenues that I want to go down, you know, just even based on your intro. And yeah. I have like uh, so many questions that I want to ask you today. So sure. I guess just a couple of things. I want to go back to the beginning just for a real yeah. quick second here. I want to talk to you quickly about nature spirits, if we can, yeah. just to jam on that for a second, because yeah. I've always been connected to the fairy kingdom. Um, yes. Ever since I was young, I have always really felt, you know, in tune with that. I understood that. Yeah. Uh, but I still feel that, you know, nature spirits are, they're not as talked about as widely. I, I don't know why. I think there's sometimes fear around being, you know, taken down 100%. the little fairy garden. hundred percent. Um, I think sometimes there's always that sort of trickery. Like I know I've had experiences where I've lost my keys and I've gone yeah. where the fairies have taken my keys. Yeah. Um, I guess I would love to know a little bit about 
your connection with nature spirits. How do you define nature mm. spirits? You know, how, if somebody at home was interested in, yep. in even getting involved in, in exploring that, that kind of uh, kingdom, how would you recommend sure. they do that? Yeah. Oh, it, like I understand a lot of the fear around um, nature spirits. I call them elementals. I myself have very healthy respect for them because they have different motivations that their soul is of a different vibration to human souls. Um, so their motivations and their delights are completely different to what ours are. So there are certain examples of where we can be in a symbiotic relationship with them, but there has to be, I feel like a tremendous amount of respect paid to them, not for the fact that they want to be respected, but their culture is completely different. This is just from my point of view and from what of I've worked course. out. Um, connecting with nature, like nature spirits, is, it all comes down to respecting nature. So if you're leaving your rubbish behind and things like that, because a lot of us are living into so, so many built-up areas now, like you really do have to go out and you have to go out to places where you don't, not many people go. And it really is, it's like with anything that's with the subtle senses, you've got to sit and you've really got to tune in um, children do it so easily, so easily, because they have no baggage, they have no fears or belief systems from behind it, uh, unless something gives them a little bit of a fright. Um, like when my brother and I started really communing with them was when um, on the property that we had, we still actually have it in the family, there was this place we used to go collect crystals. So it was like a subjugation of uh, black gourmaline, smoky quartz, for kids, it's like you've hit the jackpot. Yeah. And we used to take them, but there's times when we didn't put something back in the soil or we didn't say thank you. And either terrible dreams or little clicky noises at night, just little things, you know. But as a child, I remember it as being terribly frightening. And um, But then we'd pay our respect and we'd go and we'd either bury fruit in the ground or wherever we took them from. But it's having a balance. And I think it is just tuning in, like even touching a tree, because I believe that every living thing has has a spirit within it. And it's tuning into that thing of nature. Like it's just being an equilibrium with it. That's what I think it is. And respecting yes. that you are you are not, you have to respect it. It's like going into somebody's house. You can't go there and, and not flush the toilet and, and yell really loudly or eat the food out of the cupboard. You've yeah. got to go there with respect and be a part of it as opposed to being an intruder. So that's how I would begin. That's beautiful. And I know that for me, I read the Doreen Virtue book. I've got it up here. I can't remember what yeah. it's called. It's like 101, Fairies 101 or something. But she Ooh, was talking about it as well uh, in terms of when you look at the trees, you can see sometimes the tree spirit, you can see oh, yeah. face. And I always saw faces everywhere all the time. So yeah, yeah. but I love that you're talking about that balance of giving and taking. And yeah. um, just even that awareness that when you are taking, you are taking. Yes. So yeah. How can you? Um, one thing that I think you might be interested in, and this just sure. came to me. I think it was. Um, oh my God, her name is is. Uh, I've got her deck somewhere here. Sorry, while I'm while I'm talking. Okay, her name will come to me in a second. Yeah. But I learned this technique, and she was basically talking about how when you go and you pick flowers, or you're doing any yep. kind of cultivating, that you actually leave a strand of your hair as a as an exchange. So I've been oh. doing that. Yeah. And I think that, that was a really, um, is an interesting thing. It's just the idea of that exchange of energy. Yeah. Well, I teach my children um, from a very young age because I have a massive vegetable garden. 
we always say thank you to the garden. Every yes. time we take even a leaf, say thank you. But if we're collecting shells or rocks or things like that, we always, I teach them to put their hands on the ground and to put love energy into the ground to say thank you. Because if you have nothing to give, then you've got your love, which is the most precious thing. But to always return energy for energy. So we all, even, and after a hundred shells, it really gets a lot, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so thing, good. Like, oh my gosh. But yeah, there's got to be an exchange. Yeah. Otherwise yeah. you are, you're just taking. Yeah, I love that. And it was Denise Lynn I learned that from just for a little Denise Lynn. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, she's so good. Okay, so I've written down a couple of things here and I and I wrote them sure. down because I feel like it's important that and they're not gonna yeah. be necessarily any particular order today, just for our listeners. Yeah, that's fine. Everybody knows I structure everything like quite quite meticulously. Well, sort of. I guess spirit does really. I wanted to yeah. talk to you about reading tarot for a second because yeah. when you were talking about getting your first tarot deck and really starting to read tarot and stuff mm. like that, I was really under the impression that you were doing so intuitively. And I was just wondering yeah. if you could talk about that because I know there's a lot of tarot enthusiasts out there who are oh, really yeah. based on the structure and you need to do yeah. things a certain way, especially yeah. when dealing with tarot. Whereas when we have Oracle, we're a little yeah. bit more kind of giving loose. the permission to be free. Yeah, a little bit loose. But yeah. it sounds to me that uh, you really started intuitively reading tarot. So did you ever go yeah. back and learn about the foundation? Does it even yeah. matter, do you think, in, in I did terms everything. of your own developing? Yeah. I did like a whole year course on tarot um, after I started reading. I did start reading intuitively. Um, I knew a little bit about numerology and I've yeah. always been fascinated with symbology, which was um, quite apparent in tarot. Um, but I could intuitively... I think what I was doing more was psychically reading the cards as as because intuitive comes from within and psychic comes from without. So I think I was, because I was reading for someone and like I, now I can look back and see that, that I was probably connecting their energy through the card and I would see something in the card that would present itself to me and then I could read the card. But yeah, I was intuitively reading them and um, I was getting excellent results. However, I wanted to know more about them because there's so much depth and beauty to the tarot that I had to learn about, like, the structures of it and, you know, the, um, yeah, definitely what the symbology means with the numerological signs as well, um, yeah. the story of, you know, from the fool through to the judgment, you know, that there's, a, there's an absolute journey in it. And I prefer my right away. I used to absolutely... Not to test them, but I never used to use those cards because they used to frighten me because they're just so straight to the point. Too. They're but my now, first deck at 13 yeah. and it turned me off tarot because they freaked yeah, me out. They were hardcore. They were <laughs> hardcore. I think my first deck was um the mythic. And the mythic is so beautiful. It really resonates with me. But I yeah, bread and butter for me is um is the rider weight, which I absolutely love. But yeah, when I teach tarot, I teach to read intuitively, but then I also teach teach the structured. And now I do a cross of both. So I will go through certain things like um, like reverse cards. A lot of people will read them as, you know, say uh, I'll read them in a few different ways. So I'll read them as, say, for example, you've got the sun card, right? And so that's number 19. And that's if that's reversed, people will read it as like, you know, so that abundance is actually reversed or it's being delayed in coming to you. I'm just going to be really short with the messages here. Yeah. But I can also read, I read reverse cards as a card before. So the moon, so something that needs to come to the surface for you to reach that height of the sun coming out. So I will read the card before as well as the card that's been presented as a, um, as a reverse card because it's not quite reaching to where you're meant to be which is right. meant to be flipped up the right way. So 
That's interesting because I just learned the other day that if there's a reverse card, some people read it as you need to learn the lessons from the previous card. Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's that's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Or there's something that needs to happen from that previous card for you to ascend to the next one. Right. So the previous card has more meaning than Mm. what you realize. Yeah. So say, for example, we use the sun. If we use the sun card as it reversed, so you'd be reading it as the moon card. So that's that's things that need to come to the surface. That's emotional things that need to be brought out to the light. That's to learn whether you're loyal or whether you're not loyal ah. to be able to be in the sunlight. So that's one way. But now I feel into it which, which way I'm going to read the reverse cards. Yes. But it's good to set an intention on how you're going to read it before you read the cards. Yes. Oh, I love that a lot. And actually, while mm. you're saying that, it makes me feel that I would be more empowered to read a reverse card, yep. knowing that it's not a huge deal. I, as yeah. long as I can just, it's, you know, the, the card before is bringing it to light. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people freak out when they see reverse cards, but yeah. for me, it's just the journey. Like, it's like someone giving you bad news, but in a sweet way <laughs> or a more yeah. empowering way. It's an empowering way. I believe that cards should be more like a prescription rather than um rather than like a diagnosis i think it should just be because i believe the future is written in sand not stone Me and too. i think it's very very important like my readings are i'm very particular about empowering my clients i will vet their questions i will turn their questions on their head if i need to because people um can get a set vibration given to them by a reader which is very very you know it's very dicey sometimes that's why I don't do yes or no's I, I just it creates a set vibration for someone and people who sometimes who are seeking readings may not be in a very good headspace and they'll take that set vibration as as gospel and that's very dangerous I think that if there is something that I'm I'm seeing I mean any good psychic can only predict the future of of one channel if you just yeah. remain the same yeah. that this could possibly happen yeah but 100%. Once you get that, it's like, say if I saw, um, okay, I could see maybe that um, their house is maybe, I don't know, they're not going to be in that house for much longer and they really want to stay there. Say if I saw that, well, I'd be going, well, you know what? Let's write another prescription. How can we, how can we change this? This isn't, this isn't the outcome we want. Let's, let's change it. What can we do? What can we bring in? And then I could bring in another card. It'll say, you know, tighten up this budget or seek like help from friends and they'd be like friends that maybe they were fighting with well let's try and repair those relationships so you can always change your path and the tarot and oracle provide an they're an amazing tool because they can provide so many pathways and uh not just indicate a certain future but they can prescribe a whole different road to get to a different future so yeah i think they're wonderful that's so well said. I absolutely love that. And what came to me when you were talking about that too, was that, you know, when we hear voices in our mind and for you and me, we, you know, we're clear audience, so we can hear spirit mm. in our, in our, we can hear it in our yeah. inner ears, um, sometimes in our outer ears too, but in our inner yeah. ears. <laughs> um, for me, in my experience, you know, the voice of spirit is loving, it's mm. patient, it's yeah. kind, it's uplifting, and it does, it, it helps you to look at things with the perspective of potentiality and opportunity. Yes. And I think yeah. that what, what you're talking about is you're saying that, you know, that's how cards should also be read. It sh- they should be yeah. looked at as an opportunity, um, you know, when a door shuts, a window's opening, but, you know. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And that, that's but so potentiality important. is the word, that is the buzzword, the potentiality yeah. of everyone. It's, it's incredible. It's like when you look at a five-year-old child, you know, and they might be a little rat bag, 
but then they could also be, you know, a, a, an amazing doctor or you just don't know. There's so many potentials. And, and that's a way I sort of look at it as if you're looking at a child, you know, I'm not saying I talk, <laughs> talk to my sitters like a child, but it's just that you've got the whole world ahead of you. It doesn't matter how old you are. There is always the potential for greatness and, and beauty. So, yeah. You know what I learned yesterday actually was talking Ooh, to somebody and they were, yeah. And they were, uh, they're getting training from another guy and I'm going to try to get him on the show. So I'll talk about that, yeah. who that is later. Cause I can't remember his full name, but his theory was that when you are developing psychically and when you're wanting to develop, you know, your spiritual gifts, yeah. that you need to get back into the mindset of your inner child and oh, that yeah. childlike wonder and that innocence. And yeah. if you can tap into that feeling and that yeah. positioning, then you will be wide open for opportunity yeah. and all these things to enter. But, you know, 100%. Yeah. And I just, when I learned that, I went, that totally makes agree so with it. much sense. Totally agree with it. Like the feeling um, I get when I'm reading and like, cause like, I don't know what I call it. It's like the hook when I know I'm in someone's energy channel and I'm just bringing through messages and you can feel we kind of locked on. It's like you're sitting in a stream and the water's going out and everything that's coming out is just like, it's, it's amazing. It's like the same feeling as when I was young, we used to get these massive gusts of wind. I used to pretend I was controlling them with my hands, you know? <laughs> And I get this rush because the wind would be behind me and my hands are pointed out. I'm like, I'm controlling the wind. It was, it's the same feeling. It's that same energetic feeling of excitement, of, of um, impossibility. And that's the same feeling as, as when your psychic ability is really going. So attaching to that feeling of magic is definitely where it's at. Yes. I'm going to talk to you in a few minutes about your psychic sure. ability, your development. Yeah. I'd like to know about the different types of psychic abilities that people can, you know, tap into. And maybe we can talk yep. about mediumship. We'll definitely talk about mediumship. Sure. Before we get to that, though, I, I, I was thinking about something when you're sharing your, your story about being healed by that man on the street yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff that came through. And what really came to me were a couple of things. Number one, um, I guess I was just thinking about how I've had experiences before where I've had people heal me and mm. I haven't been grounded after. And I've, it actually really caused a lot of stress for me. So I yeah. was wondering your thoughts on that, but then I also wanted to know uh, about energy integration versus grounding. And okay. I talked to somebody about this the other day, just for some context. So uh, they had basically gone through a really big spiritual change for themselves, right? Yep. And they were integrating the energy. And I remember yeah. having a guest on the show a little while ago named Vanessa. And I was talking to her about how I was needing to ground all my energy. And she said, mm. no, you need to integrate it. And she taught me about the Sat Kriya, which is this um, Kundalini, um, mm. this, ex this thing that you do. Anyway, for anyone listening, just Google Sat Kriya. And that was a lot about using breath to really integrate the energy. And I was just yep. wondering your experience with that, because when you shared your story, it kind of sounds like you went from zero to a hundred quite yeah. quickly. And oh, when yeah. that happened to me, I got overwhelmed and shut spirituality down for five years. So yeah. I'm wondering about how do you integrate versus ground? Have you ever thought about integrating versus ground? How do you do it? What are kind of all your thoughts on yeah. when do you need to ground versus when do you need to integrate? Yeah. All right. So I believe that grounding is integrating because when you, when you're talking like about our spiritual energy or really energetics, um, divine energy, psychic ability, we are using our top half chakra systems. So we're sort of really 
out there. Yes. Integrating, I believe, is when you're activating all your chakras at the same time. So you do need to ground, but you need to have your balanced chakra system. So you need to have all your lower chakras, earthbound, astrobound. So we're talking like soil and stars. Integrating is when you have got them all running like a well-oiled machine. That's what I believe. And it's like, you've got to think about it. It's like going into the ocean when it's absolutely freezing. Crazy people jump in straight away. I'm a crazy person. But some people, they really need to, you know, warm up, get used to the water, ease on in. So everybody's different. Everybody's different. I'm the type of person I just have to get over and done with. It all comes down to like our filters, like how we need to, how we need to bring something on. And regardless of how we do it, I believe that our higher self knows the best way. So you shut down spirituality for five years because your higher self knew that, you know what, there's some other things that need to prepare, before, prepare, sorry, before yeah. you came into that energy. There were some things that just had to be done, some loose ends that need to be tied up. Five years is nothing in the spiritual realms. It's like a, yeah. For you, it was five years, but for them, yeah. boom, oh, it's just like, let's just, let's, you know, just fix this little circuit <laughs> or yeah. let's put her in these experiences first because she needs to have this frame of reference for her to be bringing her work through. So I think everybody's different, but yeah, definitely working with higher chakra systems, that kind of work, energy work, the kind of work that we do, even the way the people who we connect with, when we're connecting with lots of psychics or lots of mediums, lots of anyone in that arena, anything to do with energetics, we're all communicating with our top chakras, but we need to be grounded as well. But I think that integration is definitely having all the chakra systems lined up and like a, a stick just right down the middle of them and they're all sitting very nicely and spinning at the same time. That's what I think. So how do you integrate then when you're talking about that? Do you do a meditation? And I know you've actually done a lot of really interesting learning lately, lately as well yeah. on chakras. So has that yeah. also changed for you? Almost definitely. So I do what's called running my energy. Um, so every single morning, um, like I'll do a yoga flow just to open up all my systems, like my physical systems. And then I will run my energy. So I have uh, earth energy coming up and hitting my um, lower chakras and I can feel it running through like a nice loop when that's running nicely because I'm still flesh. So I need to do my earthing first. Then I'll draw in my astral energy coming through my crown chakra, running through. And it's like it spins a chakra. It's coming at my hand chakras and also coming out and over like my aura and mm -hmm. once they're spinning I've got them all going that's me running my energy and that's when I'm feeling quite heightened and I'm prepared for earthly work higher earthly work and then divine work so yeah I think but it's just it's a mental thing like it used to take me ages to do it but now I can do it like in a minute and like I could even now because I'm so used to doing it uh, I'm just running my energy now so but it's yeah. being mindful and setting the intention to do so yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think that what I love about, you know, when we have our conversations, you know, on the phone and things like that is that yeah, we both are able to jam on new things that we've learned and then change the way we've been doing things. So just because sure. you've always done it this way doesn't mean you always need to yeah. do it that way. And it shifts. We, 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 we're dynamic creatures. It's yeah. unbelievable. But one more thing I, I did want to add is um, just doing what I do, I'm very in tune with my body and with and with my spiritual body. So I know when there's uh, a, my vibration starting to raise a bit higher or there's some, some, there's some higher frequencies coming into my life by certain things that I'll get. And so I know to prepare myself. So I usually won't eat. This is just me. I usually won't eat meat 
um, for a couple of days. I'll eat a lot of earth food, like uh, grounding food, like, uh, you know, root vegetables, things like that. Um, I, I like to keep my body really clear and clean because otherwise I get a little bit ill when I'm sort of like, and I've heard it, it's called ascension sickness. It's a thing. It's a thing. So there you go. (laughs) But yeah, so when, when you're feeling like this and you've got, and also a lot of tiredness will come about for me, this is for me in particular, but yeah, um, talking to this amazing clairvoyant, she, she told me, she goes, oh, that's ascension sickness. And it's quite common for um, people on the spiritual path when they do get to a certain level and they're saying, okay, they're ready to go up a frequency. And so there's, you know, you just uh, acclimating. Wow. That's fascinating. I, I want the human body has to catch up. Yeah. The, okay. Well, number one, I want to say for a listener at home that I feel that I've been dealing with fatigue for like over 20 years. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm not a doctor, but I've, yeah. I've taken iron and, you know, cause my iron levels were low and stuff like that. And I've also started in the last, since you and I started our, our development class together a couple yeah. months ago, I've been taking magnesium and that's really yes. helped me a lot. And I feel like I'm totally different now. I want to, I want to talk about your, um, the, the Ascension thing for a second, because Mm. I think it's really apropos because I interviewed, um, Michelle Chimpaka, uh, last week and, uh, or a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about shamanism. Okay. And I was explaining to her that I sometimes get a ringing in my left ear very often. And I know I'm getting a download and she held space for me. And I kind of realized, wait a minute. I normally go, oh, there I am getting a download and I go about business as usual. And yeah. it never occurred to me to realize, wait a minute, maybe I need to, and uh, maybe Listen I need to be more compassionate to myself, yes. but you've just made me realize, wait a minute, maybe I also need to watch what I'm eating and drinking and not yeah. that I overdo anything, and, but I yeah. hadn't really thought. And the other night I was sleeping and I yeah. had the loudest ring in my left ear for yep. a prolonged period of time, never experienced yep. anything of that magnitude before. Yep. And even as they say it, I'm getting like weird feelings, yeah. but it never occurred to me to think about the clean eating and the, although yeah. I eat clean, but you know, uh, yeah, it's the, it's the ring that. That, that alerts me to there's a download coming or there's an ascension coming. If I'm having multiple ones, like all different tones over a period of a few days, I'm like, okay, well, I just need to clear my energy system and prepare for what's coming. <laughs> Thank you so much for that because I, right. I haven't done anything with that information. Yeah. I've just gone, oh, there I, it is. I used to do that too. I used to go, oh, thank you. Thanks for the download. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even know what the download is. It's just like getting a, a dodgy video from someone on the street. I don't even know what it is. But yeah. tune into it and, and you'll see certain things will present themselves, certain lessons, conversations, situations, chance meetings, symbols, something. There is something that you need to be aware of and your vibration is going to raise when you are aware of it. I love that. Let's talk a little bit about how um, I'm, I'm really fascinated. Let's talk now about spiritual uh, psychic yeah. psychic abilities and, and mediumship sure. and stuff like that. And I mean, do you think that it would make sense to talk about psychic abilities before mediumship? You know, is it kind I'm... of the cart before the horse sort of thing? Yeah. Or... Oh, like, you know what? It doesn't matter which way it happens because it seems to happen whether you're a medium first and then you realize you are psychic or you're psychic and then you become a medium. It's who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, how did it work for you? Do you remember? I didn't even know the difference. Um, no, it was uh, psychic ability first and well, more intuitive ability because um, I was doing the cards. And then um, when I was doing the channeled messages, I thought I was channeling from source. But you know what? This is, that's another thing. You're going to be 
very mindful of where your sources of information are coming from. But then when I was writing the messages down for these um, sitters, I realized there were actually messages from like from people. I was like, oh, that's weird. And I didn't know. So I'd start like researching it. And because um, previous, I've been like a born again Christian for like six years. And I was like, oh, that's, that's spirits. And like, I am the biggest Brady cat. I'm the only medium I know that's scared of ghosts, right? No, I am also. And I can't even watch the X-Files by myself. But Neither I can like, I. Oh gosh. I was like, oh my gosh, these are like spirits. So, and I, um, I was like, how do I learn about this? What do I need to know? Legit, like 20 minutes later, I was on Facebook, scrolled up. I was booked by a very famous medium. I ordered it, read it in a couple of days got in contact he got me in contact with um lisa michelle so i did her modern mediumship course in 2020 absolutely blew my mind i was communicating with spirit within a few weeks and like i mean like communicating it was full on it was so full on um i think we need to talk for yeah. a minute before we go on about yeah. the difference between psychic and medium because oh, yes. i think that you explain that really really well yeah. and i think even psychic mediums sometimes yeah. are confused uh, yeah. Yeah. How do you kind of explain it? Because, and so, not yeah. everyone who's psychic is a medium, but everyone yeah, that's is a medium right. is psychic. So can you take it away? So psychic that. reading, and this is my opinion only. So everyone thinks that psychics are reading your mind, like your brain, but they don't. It's your auric field. So your auric field is like a communication center, same as your chakra system. But your auric field, when they meld with another auric field, you have... We'll talk about this. There's many, many layers to the auric field, but we'll do the three basics. So you have like your etheric field, which sits across your body or your personal body. And this is where you gather information from like um, uh, injuries or things going on in their body. They kick their toe that morning or, you know, certain things like that. Then you have your dense astral body just on the outside. This is like your experiences, um, memories, um, things that are happening before, now, and maybe later to... To, on your spirit journey on so on your journey and then you have like your light astral body and as i said i'm only doing three that is like you know your past lives your spiritual connections your divination your higher self your um yeah your divine connection and uh, a psychic reader will meld with those with those auric fields and gather the information it's like throwing a net out and you bring back the information that's how i say some you know very talented psychics can sort of pierce into here and grab into there and just grab little things out and bring them through which is an amazing gift mediumship that's like a whole other realm that's a, that's a, an intelligence you know that you're bringing through and that's like in a different vibration so but you your auric field melds with the spirit body and that's how you bring in the information through and you translate through those vibrations comes up and you uh, yes. give the messages and I find that when I'm doing mediumship, I, I tend to look a lot up to the left because I see clairvoyantly up there. And I yeah. often find that the information I get comes in that way. But then I yep. kind of hear it. It's like the messages come from around me. And yep. I kind of go, oh, yeah, yep. I got that. Oh, yeah, I got that. Yeah, you know? and that's, that's your auric why, field. That's yeah. the auric field pulling the information in, like in different parts. Right. But then when I'm doing psychic, I feel like it's more like this. Direct direct yeah do you get yeah. that different do you feel yeah that because you're because you're directing your energy to read another another person's reading energy. here instead of yeah. reading the room so you're you're being active whereas i find with mediumship well for me my journey i was very actively seeking the messages but now i receive them so you become more more passive you're passively taking in information whereas psychic if you're reading someone psychically you're actively searching for that information 
but you can read them passively. You can see what drops in, yeah. but you're actively, they've got a question. So you actively search for that information, but spirit it's, you're receiving it. So it's, it's a passive information. Mm, that's so cool. So let's talk Wonderful. a little bit about some of the different psychic skills. Um, I think that sure. many people who listen to the podcast maybe would be familiar with some of the yeah. things, but it's kind of good to do a little bit of a recap because it took me and it wasn't until about a year and a half ago, I think that I realized I was, well, a medium. Oh, I recently, yeah. <laughs> recently realized that actually. Well, I think I probably always knew, but yeah. I didn't realize I was so clairaudient uh, yeah, until I awesome. kind of like had people sort of explain to me. So can you just talk about some of the basic uh, okay, psychic so, abilities, I guess, how they show up? Sure. Well, you've got clear audience, which is clear hearing. So that's our inner ear, our outer ear. And I feel like it's kind of like a spiritual ear as well, like another ear in between. Um, then you've got clairvoyance, which is clear seeing, you know, and, and it's a very common psychic ability, but we are very visual creatures. So it's not, un it's, I mean, I can see why it would be the most common. And that's the same with the eyes. You still have like a, you know, you're, it's, some people need to close their eyes to use their clairvoyance. Some people do it with their eyes open. Um, now this either activates it or can deactivate it for them. Um, but you also have sort of like your inner eye and you've got your psychic kind of side eye, which is like what you're talking about, yeah. which is, I do that too. Mine's about here. Talk about um, how yours has changed though. Cause that's so Yes. Oh my cool. God. Now I've got like um, a pip screen. So it's like when you're watching a TV and you can bring up another channel on the little screen down to the bottom and I can do both at the same time, which, uh, yeah, it absolutely blew me away. I was like, oh, this is cool. I'm like, so, I'm ready for that, yeah, Two channels ready. at once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, then you've got, uh, where am I at? Uh, Claire, have we done Claire Audience? Yeah, it's like Claire Cognizance. Like, Claire Cognizance, I find it's like the creme de la creme of psychic ability because you don't have to do any work. It yeah. just drops in, like the information just kind of drops in. And, but it's so subtle. I think it's for the bold because you have to really, really trust it because so bold. you're not seeing, really seeing anything or hearing anything. It, it, just, it doesn't feel as tangible. And it's just, it's, it, it's so, yeah, it's so subtle. You have to really back yourself and go, you know what? This is happening and I'm just going to say it and really trust yourself. Yeah, I just know um, it to be fact. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, you have clarifactance and clariglistance, which is smelling and, and, and tasting. Like I smelt those spirit women coming to my house before, perfume all through my house. Walking just sniffing, it was crazy. And it was so intense. Like I don't get it that often, but when I do, it is so intense. It's legit like someone has just sprayed it. It's crazy. Um, and um, yeah, so, but there's also other cool like psychic techniques. I, think. I don't think you Oh, clairsentience. Oh my gosh. Clear feeling. Yes. Sorry, darling. Yeah, clairsentience is very interesting, which can also kind of be tied up with um, uh, like uh, empathetic uh, ability yeah. as well, like yeah. being an empath because you are feeling into emotion and emotion is definitely linked to physical um, manifestations in the body, whether they're good or bad. So they can kind of get mixed up. I think everyone is naturally clairsentient because everyone can sense if there's been a fight in a room. You can just pick it up the prickles when you walk in, you know, so I think we all are. Or we can feel like we're being followed or we can feel yeah. like um, when we see something on TV and a mother crying, oh, that's clairsentience. That's not just um, resonating with someone. That's, that is clairsentience. You feel that depth, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, it's good talking about psychic techniques, like remote viewing. So cool. 
I mean, there's a reason the CIA must have used it because it's obviously very effective. Yes. But I think um, it's a wonderful, wonderful gift to develop, not just for um, something cool to do, but you can, time is like of no concept. So you can go back as far as you want. You can go to ancient cities. You can go forward. You can, there's no, there's no rules. There's no rules. And it's not astral projection. A lot of people think that astral projection and remote viewing the same, but astral projection is when the spirit body goes out and goes through, you know, other planes or even on this dimension. Yeah. But Which we do when we is, sleep very often. Yeah. Yeah. But you're, um, it's your consciousness remote viewing. So your consciousness is going to these places that you've selected, which is, yeah, it's out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so amazing. And I will say that Martina's uh, fabulous app guide to light is uh, also chock full of techniques where you can develop your psychic skills, such as remote viewing, things like that. Sure. What would be five, you know, tips that you would give somebody, or maybe not five, but just some yeah. tips that you could rattle off for somebody who's wanting to develop their psychic abilities. And actually oh, just sure. before you go there, yeah. can you talk about a bit about why they would even want to bother doing that? And I don't know oh, if you yeah. feel like this, but I've always sort of, I always felt afraid of my psychic abilities because yeah. I didn't want to see certain things or I don't want to see certain things from other people until I realized I could turn it on and off for other yeah. people, yeah. my own self. I want to be available. Yeah. But yeah. What are your thoughts on uh, that? Like, honestly, going into that is, oh, it's, there's, it's really deep, but I'll go to the, the top part, which is the cool part. It gives you an absolute edge in life. You you develop deeper friendships, deep, deeper relationships with people because you become more aware. Like um, your like when awareness. When we met, we were like, "Girl, where yes. you been this whole where life? Where you been? Yeah. Where you been in this life?" <laughs> yeah. But the level of awareness that that opens up, it you learn to discern between people that you'll resonate with straight away. So you don't waste time in terribly long relationships of to and fro, to and fro, you realize your worth and you realize that it's not about um, how that person is treating you or how you're treating them. It's about that you just, your vibrations just don't match. Yeah. And so you start seeing it in a better level, in a non-judgmental way. It mm -hmm. opens you up to a higher way of discernment rather than judgment. And it's like, I mean, you, we can all think of people that we never really got along with and that person's on their journey. They're on their journey that they've got their filters and that's why they've treated you that way. However, if you look at it from an energetic point of view, you simply just weren't resonant. You, you, you didn't resonate together. You didn't hum together. Um, so by developing like these abilities, you become more open to that fact. So that's, I mean, covers relationships, which is a massively important part of our like earthly journey is developing relationships, making ourselves better in relationships, um, connecting with as many people as we can to help as many people as we can. I think that really is like the true meaning of opening up these senses. Also, um, it's wonderful for, like when you travel, um, being energetically open and having your awareness much more open. You know, I guess, I mean, a lot of people who travel can get into a little bit of trouble here and there, you know, thieves, things like that. Yeah. It makes you, you can feel when energy gets prickly, you can sense when um, things don't feel quite right. You can become more accepting of certain situations that happen rather than blowing your top off because you missed a train or something like that. There's energetically something else is going on there and you start looking deeper into things, you know. Um, other reasons is I think that leading a more intuitive life leads you down um, a better path. You, you learn to make better decisions and faster decisions so not wasting so much time on 
on doing things that, that you really don't love, doing things that you really can't um, resonate with, things that aren't really good for your soul. You learn to make the choice. Even if it's at a detriment to your life at the time, you know that these choices are going to be better for you in the long run. Um, connecting with um, with your children, with animals, with nature, I think that it really opens that up. And I think that that's, that energetically, we used to be all so much more connected to those beautiful energies, which I think benefits our health, benefits our like our mental health. Um, also, like when we have problems in our life when we are more open psychically and intuitively open we become more solution based we become more open to opportunities and solutions that will just literally yeah. drop in finding the right doctor here or finding the right physiotherapist there or finding out um uh, a better pathway to your health or if there's certain things that are vexing you a better pathway to stop that happening so yeah that's just a few and it's in so business good. it's always very handy yes, <laughs> yes that is so good I absolutely love that. So what would be, you know, a couple of ways that people could develop their psychic abilities? Oh. Obviously downloading your app is one. Get my app. Yeah. But um, so because the app really is about developing these abilities, I put everything into it that I think are the best things. So daily exercises, Ex exercising daily. It's just like even doing push-ups. If you do one every day for a week, next week you can do two every day, but having them in bite-sized pieces, like small exercises will get big results. Um, because you get a consistent basis and it's easy to be consistent with something that only takes a couple of minutes. Meditation, even if it's short meditation, oh my gosh, the, the, the possibilities of meditation are endless. It's very good for our mental health. It's been scientifically proven to reduce stress, but also it helps open up our awareness and it gives our minds time to be quiet. Um, on the app, I've got three minute meditations because that's how I started. And I know that everyone's got three minutes. In meditation as well, grounding and clearing your energy. When you're doing when when you're reading psychic energy or doing psychic work or even intuitive work, if you've got a piece of paper that's got writing all over it and you need to put more information on it, you can't keep writing over the same writing. But if you have a clear page, then you see the messages very clearly. So, yes. like that's why I do grounding. Yeah, grounding and clearing meditations on the app. I think it's so important. I think it gets really forgotten about in a lot of courses that are, like are available. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I call it, well, I call it <laughs> psychic hygiene. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, recording your experiences. So that's another thing. Journaling is super, super important. The more experiences that you journal, the more experiences will happen to you. It's, it just magnifies, um, things in your life that you, cause when you start journaling your experiences, you start thinking, Oh, hang on. I remember when that happened. I remember when that happened. And then you'll see you've got a whole line of things that have happened. And then it does just bring more things to you. It's manifesting more of those experiences, which is like synchronicities and all those sorts of things that happen when you do start opening up. Um, finding like a vibe tribe, doing circles, training with other people. Yeah. Like um, the app teaches you to train by yourself, but it really does encourage by providing events that you can go to. When you're in a group energy, there is something about like um, – because I've taught one-on-one -on -one psychic intuitive development and it's very, very good. But if you, if I'm teaching a group, like the results are so much faster. There is like a, an energy cir that circulates and you know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. There's something about us that amplifies everyone else. It shows how connected we are, which is truly beautiful. We are so connected. And when we sit in circle, you don't have to sit in a circle, but when we sit together and we're learning something together around energetics, 
it just amplifies. And yeah, I think it's absolutely wonderful, but they're my tips. <laughs> Those are such great tips. I absolutely love that. You know, when you're talking about spiritual hygiene or psychic hygiene as mm. well, I did want to ask you this question in terms sure. of psychic protection. Cause I love yeah. you and I have discussed this before, not on the yeah. show we've discussed it in circle. And, um, I was wondering if you would share a little bit about your, your perspective, because when you explain that the way that you yeah. look at it, it really changed things for me. And yeah. I started thinking a little bit about how I almost wanted to put like bubble of love hearts all around me. So yeah. anything that comes through has to kind of go through that love filter, almost like a, like a, I don't know, like a gooey kind of yeah. substance 100%. that it's got to like kind of go through that's got to be transmuted yeah. through the unconditional love yep. filter to reach Absolutely. here. <laughs> yeah. But can you talk to me oh, a little that's bit, beautiful. a little bit um, about, you know, your, sure. your, experience and your thoughts on that yeah yeah so I mean uh, as with like psychic protection um I do believe there's obviously situations where it is totally warranted however I believe if you and this is my belief if you're putting up these energetic boundaries on a daily basis I believe it's going to manifest things to be protected from in your life I believe in the law of attraction like if you've got your house on the street and it's looking like Fort Knox compared to everyone whose back door is open people are going to wonder what the hell's in there yeah. Yeah. So I think that it draws attention to things that you would need to protect from. And I believe that it comes from a place of fear. And I think that fear becomes its own entity within itself that we can self-create things to protect ourselves from. Um, I believe that a lot of the time things that are coming into our field that we feel we need to be protected from are self-manifested from fear itself. Um I believe in putting an energy of love around you. And after listening to Susan Corso, which blew my mind, the yeah. rainbow field, because I, I didn't use the white light myself every day, but I used to just have like a love, a love goo around me as well. But the rainbow light is, is beautiful because a lot of the things we feel we need to be protected from, it, it's, it, it's, not real. it's nothing, it's not real. But you know what? We may see other people who are needing our energy as something to be protected from but they are simply uh, completely unaware that they need to take your energy. So by providing that rainbow light, um, you have to put the reference to that podcast in the, in the notes. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's enough for everyone. I believe like literally in the mornings when I'm doing my um, morning ritual, I will say, and I emanate rainbow light. I emanate enough rainbow light for all around me. I am an internal battery because we are, we are, we're hooked up girl. We're hooked up to the ground. We're hooked up to the sky. We have got enough energy for everyone around. And being yeah. empaths, um, being psychic workers, people are naturally drawn to your energy. You're a beacon when you walk in. Yeah. So have plenty of it and set the intention because at the end of the day, I think what it all comes down to, everything that we've talked about today is what you believe is. You believe you need to be protected every day. You will need to be protected every day. Yeah. If you believe you have enough energy and rainbow light for everybody to take it, then it is. If you believe you're psychic, you are. If you don't, you're not. It's really that. that simple. And I remember when I was, we were talking about this subject as well. You were talking about how, you know, you make such a big priority and keeping your vibration high and yes. such light that yeah. anything that's not on that vibe can't even see you. That, that's exactly right. Yeah. Um. So I do know that there are low vibrational energies. I've seen some pretty weird shit, excuse me. <laughs> like I've lived, in, <laughs> I've lived in some old houses and, I know now it was actually my energy that was making, you know, cupboard doors go flying open and the TV's turning on and off. It was just my heightened teenage energy, you know. 
And that's why poltergeist activity that comes from. But I know that there are, I've been to some dark places where some dark things have happened. I know that there is negative energy that can metastasize as something that is an intelligent thing. But I, being in those places, have never felt threatened. I felt a little bit scared, but threatened because it's like they don't even see me because my vibration is up here and they're sort of like scurrying down here. It's like I don't even exist. So people who are living in a constant fear state, people who are you know, maybe suffering from something like mental health um, issues or people whose um, immune systems are very low, their vibration is low at the time, then those things can feel them, can see them, can interact with them. So I think it's very important rather than feeling the sense of protection every day, keeping your vibe high so, you know, so no one can, no one of that low or nothing of that low vibration can really um, ascertain where you are. I was talking to someone a little while ago and um, they were saying they saw a spirit in their house and, uh, and I was just saying, just tell them to go away. Yeah. And, she, and you know, they're really confused that they had the choice. And I think that yeah. when I first got into mediumship, I, I think I've shared on the show before where I had a yeah. theta healing to help me yeah. remove my fear program. And, and then it opened yeah. up and I was able to do it. I always felt that I wouldn't be in control, that I wouldn't be able to manage it. Um, oh, that, you're always you always know, in control. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit to that? Because I think that yeah. that's actually a big fear that quite a few people would have about yeah. exploring their their psychic development or yeah. even connecting more with spirit that they they don't have the power to Absolutely. to set boundaries and, and you set really clear boundaries even in your own home don't you yeah very much so yeah because um because I like I bring a lot of spirit through in my readings I'm very particular about I have a this room this room here that they come through I have children that that can actively see and hear spirit. So they can't be floating around the house. I've had a few naughty ones. They'll come and shake me awake at night, which I'm just like, no, nope, office hours, I'll tell them to pee off. Otherwise yeah. I won't bring them through. Yeah. But And you do it just I'm, like that, don't you? You just say, no. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I'm, I get mad. <laughs> I don't like anyone waking me up, whether it's my kids, my husband, or my spirit. But I'm very particular because I know that they know I've set boundaries in my house. The granddads don't care. They float around. But um, I just, <laughs> you can't tell them to do anything. But you have control over your physical life and your spiritual life. There is definitely spiritual interjections and divine experience that can come in. But we are sovereign of our own energy and we have seniority of our own energy. And that includes our energetic field around us, you know. And it's very important that we own that sovereignty. And once we, I think developing that first, then the fears go away and this all comes from belief systems watching yeah. horror movies as a kid highly religious yeah. um upbringing um a terrible teenage sibling that scared the crap out of you every day all those little things build up into these filters so when we see spirit or hear spirit um or even anything to do with psychic development we are very fearful of it so we need to remove those fears and that comes from i think really it comes from starting with owning your own energy owning your own right it's like um when you first start developing as a teenage girl or a, a young man, your body starts changing and people start looking at you. Well, you're going to be like, you know what? This is my body, my rules. It's the same spiritually, my spiritual energy, my rules, because you, yes. once you lose that sovereignty, you're giving your power away. And we're such beautiful, divine, powerful creatures and owning that power and learning about that power is where it begins. And then 
I think those filters will start to drop away. So as I lost my fears of spirit, that's when they started coming through and they're beautiful, clear energy and light and love, you know. So I think it's very important to own your own energy and to believe that you have your own rights. So, yeah. That's so... I'm like a spiritual activist. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so good and it's so beautifully, you know, put. So, yeah, thank you for that. And, you know, like, we don't want anything to get in the way of you being able to open up spiritually. So it's yeah. about understanding, well, what are my blocks? What are my fears? Yeah. You know, and, and it's how fears. can I... Yeah. It is. Fear and love. That's the only two things. It's fear and love. And yeah. like, I mean, I've got a girlfriend who, who's opened right up and she has spirit like literally all the time. So because they won't leave her a lot, she can't own her own energy. I say, just tell them to come and see me. So I have them from her coming to see me. <laughs> and, and that works because she's, she's still a bit fearful about <laughs> sharing about owning her energy. So she goes, just go see Martina, just go see Martina. <laughs> and that makes them go away because especially with spirit, when they know that you can acknowledge them, you can bring through a message for them, that they will flock to you. But, you know, they have to respect your boundaries as well. And if you're not co yes. comfortable, if it brings fear, you just say, listen, you are bringing me fear. Please leave me alone. Yes, yes. And I love that you talked about office hours because until, yes. until I started doing this work, I never really knew how it worked. I didn't realize yeah. that actually I can be on or yep. not and I yep. will say sometimes I get psychic visions and I'm not expecting yep. it and that's fine trying to. and that's what you need to have yeah yeah but I'm not ever actively reading someone I yeah. you know if I am talking to someone about the work that I do I'm not normally sitting there trying to see if there's anyone around them. Them. I'm not looking yeah. yeah yeah what how important is it do you think to have those boundaries as a spiritual uh, oh very you know, important person you know in terms of even just like looking into other people's business yeah well I mean this it's definitely a code of ethics to do with it like I don't actively seek anyone or read anyone without permission sometimes though if like say if I'm seeing the line at the checkout I just start picking up things and but then like oh shit it's you know because I'm on a bit of a default but I think that yeah it there's you've you've got to be very very mindful I mean it's it's a gift like anything else it's just like a talented martial artist doesn't go around kicking everyone in the head <laughs> because no. they can. It's not appropriate. You can't show off your skills like that. You'd have to ask someone, can I kick you in the head first? You know, <laughs> but especially with disabilities, disabilities, they're heightened abilities. They're, they're amazing abilities. And you know, at the end of the day, use your powers for good. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, so good. And are... it's taking a choice. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And also, yeah. And I think when you learn better, you do better. That's for sure. Yes, and, definitely. Uh, yeah. But you and know, controlling big, it, controlling it is, yeah, it's a big part about like the development and you can't, you know, when, when I say that I want, you know, the split screen, my spirit team yeah. are going, yeah, you'll get that when you're ready. <laughs> yeah. When you're ready, when you're okay. ready. But like, when you do start learning though, it's like, you just want to, you just want to use it. You get so excited. I, I mean, I'm going back to the martial arts, but I'm just like, when you do your first few karate classes you want to go around just kicking bins and doing stuff yeah. you know because you got all this power and you didn't realize you had it you didn't realize you had the ability to have this skill and you want to tell your family about it you want to tell your friends you know like oh, just ask me where I get my bruises from because I do karate you know it's yeah. the same as like developing your psychic and intuitive ability that's why you gotta find your vibe tribe not everyone wants to hear about it for one no or believe and it 
or believe it. Two, so it's talking to this person in spirit. Yeah, yeah sure you are. Exactly. Okay. Two, people don't want to push them either because then they start getting paranoid that you're reading their mind or reading yeah. what they were doing with their missus that morning, you know, all the stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But as you as you develop, you learn, it's like almost like your, um, your abilities kind of drop off, but they're not, they're honing. They're honing in. So it's like all of a sudden you could do all this and then you go back down and it feels like you're doing nothing. You're like going backwards, but they're honing the skills. It's right. just it's wonderful. like solidifying those foundational pieces yes, and then yeah. move up. What are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned or some of your biggest aha moments? And I know the rainbow light one was yeah. definitely one for both uh, of us. That was, that was like literally, that was groundbreaking. Yeah. Um, one, I so say there was two in particular. When I first realized, and this is after studying mediumship for um, uh, maybe about two months, when I realized I was communicating with an intelligence that had lived on earth, had passed, and was actually a friend of my friend, and I was passing messages through to the point where I was like, I'm testing this. So I got her to ask questions in her mind telepathically to the spirit, and then I would answer. And oh then the, I had the validation mm -hmm. I needed. And I, was, I remember, and I even remember where I was standing, it was like 6 p.m. at night. I can I remember seeing how the, the stars were starting to come out. Because I was on the phone to her, I had the spirit with me, and it was like this moment of like, oh my god, there is life after death, and then there's another life after another death, after another life after another death. It was so yeah. crazy. It really hit me like a steam train. Um, and the second one was when I realized with developing the intuitive and psychic abilities, which um I do go into on the app, that they are called the subtle senses for a reason because they have always subtly been there. And until we start fine-tuning our sensory perception, we will start to see the subtle messages that come through, subtle images, subtle sounds, subtle feelings, um, all those sorts of subtle. That's what they call them, the subtle senses. I could never understand that. I just thought that sounds so, I don't know, passe, subtle senses, when yeah. they're like these amazing mind powers. But they are. They are subtle senses. You have to and, be here in the moment to yeah. witness them. Absolutely, absolutely. And you've got to be very present. People think that it it just dawns on you. Sometimes some people are that it just does dawn on them, you know. That's like with any gift or ability. However, when you're training them, you've got to it's a subtle nuances and you've got to like lure it out and and then get more and more of it. So when I realized that they were called subtle senses, that's when I was okay with how my development was going. So I was thinking. I could just plug in and all of a sudden I can read minds, you know, but it's just not like that. It's, no. it's subtle, but it's very yeah. beautiful journey. And it's also up to your spirit team. And I'm saying this for the benefit of the listener at home to also work on making sure that you are, you know, getting the, the development at yeah. the stage that you can handle. And that's their job, you know, is to make yeah, sure absolutely. you're not overwhelmed. Or if you are, like I shared earlier, that you yeah. you have other things that you needed to do. I mean, if yeah. I hadn't gone through that, I wouldn't have discovered Eckhart Tolle's work. And I wouldn't, yep. have been, I wouldn't have realized that was, that was the clincher for everything. Yeah. So I had to yeah. experience these things. So yeah, I think that's really important. We're just about to wrap up here. I would love to have sure. you back on the show, obviously, because we haven't Absolutely. talked about past lives, Akashic, reading omens, none of that. I mean, my God. We, we could talk all day, darling. We could talk all day. <laughs> so we'll definitely have a part two or part three. Yeah, five, most six. definitely. Just before we kind of wrap up here, I do want to talk a little bit about, I know you're really focused on upskilling yourself and, and developing. Yeah. And I guess, how do you kind of discern 
who are the the people that you want to be learning from? Is it yep. word of mouth? Is it looking at their social presence? You know, and also I'd love to hear a little bit more about the app and what inspired you to back yeah. your big idea. Sure. Um. So as far as um learning from different people, I, I've I've done some courses which I didn't actually resonate with the teacher, and I really did. Uh, I when I commit to something, I really have to see it through to the end. And I did find that at the end, there were certain things I did get from it, except it just took a long time. However, now I am, I'm so open to my spiritual team. I legit just put in an order of like, what do I need to know next? And it will just be absolute chance. But for me, absolute chances, like every day, I just have these crazy stuff. Like, because I'm so open now. I can feel like where a channel of energy is kind of going. Like, uh, so there might be a rabbit hole that I go down and it's like, all of a sudden, oh, there's that person I've never heard of them before and look what they do and what they teach. So I think it comes down to the more you expose yourself to, the more discernment will come in. How do you open, do you think? I mean, I feel that for myself, because I, I'm an empath and I didn't know for so yeah. long until a couple of years ago, I think I always was really hyper protective of my own energy. And yeah. Uh, kind of in a way on a level of um, awareness of being afraid. It, maybe when I was younger, I mean, I remember one situation, but I must have seen spirit when I was younger and then all the horror yeah. movies and all that stuff that yeah. you were talking about. So yeah. I think that I've always kind of been in a little bit of an alert state. And yeah. so I feel that for myself, I'm I'm recognizing that the heart space is all there is. And I guess I was just wondering, you know, how do how do you open you you strike me as someone who's sort of been always that way though. Yeah, I have been very, very open. I've been blessed for that. Um but I had a very different upbringing to a lot of people. I think it really does come down to you've really got to trust yourself. You've really got to have quiet time. Like that was the first thing I was taught with mediumship especially and I found that it's been it's been a pathway for everything that's led since then is to have quiet time, quiet mind, and to really, really listen to yourself and and to trust um, that you will never willingly get yourself into something that you couldn't that you couldn't handle or be over your head with, you know. And and even if it's just taking small little steps, small little steps, reading a little bit of something like that, you know, hanging out with that weird friend a bit more and just and just and easing like an old man into a warm bath. That's what I think. <laughs> ease yourself into it I'm the kind of person that just goes head head first yeah but I am too I know, normally but yeah. yeah ease ease into it and just yeah I mean we've got social media we've got so much we've got access to that can put us in a state of just being more comfortable with learning something different and and being around something new you know my spirit team just dropped in for me tell me they said <laughs> uh say say yes more yeah say that's yes. oh, I'm a yes man Say I say yes, yes to everything. Yeah, I <laughs> unless I feel it really strongly, I don't know. Oh, uh, you know what? Because being a yes man is the best. Like, um, my only reason I yeah. use that term is because of that movie from Jim Carrey. He yeah. was a yes man. Yeah. But what it does is it gives the universe every single tool to bring you what you truly need or desire. If you say maybe, then it, it shuts half of the universe down to do its work. The universe is a cooperative component in our spiritual and our fleshly life. If we don't give it the tools, it's not going to be able to bring everything it needs to us. But by saying yes, it's like, oh my, except for anything stupid. I'm not, yeah, disclaimer. Yeah. yeah. Don't say yes to crazy people you meet on the street. Insert However, common sense here. Yeah, <laughs> use a little common sense. 
However, say yes to every opportunity. Oh my gosh. And there's something yeah. you'll get out of it. And I, I, it's led me to the craziest places to meet the craziest people. And my life would not be the way it is if I wasn't like that. And I think it's, and it's quite liberating, but it's like a muscle. You have to really exercise it and don't tell your children. that's right I love that so what started you um what got you to back your big idea which is guide to light can you talk a little bit about that and then I'd love to hear if there's anything else you wanted to say today before we wrap up yeah um oh with the app like because I was so deep into my own psychic intuitive development I was at a level where I could teach and I'd start taking a few people on doing psychic and intuitive mentoring I wanted to develop courses but I just felt like I wouldn't be able to affect enough people. I wouldn't be able to open enough people up. Um, and at that time, there are a few other things that were going on in my life that was like um, with my journaling and manifestation. Um, I was working around this sort of astral projection techniques, which were taking me to different levels. And those things combined with just the time of life it was. So this was in like uh, 2021. So after COVID, so everything had really changed. I just had this bolt from the blue to make an app and I had the ability and the financing to do it. And I was thinking, this is the best way for people to learn in this day and age. That's my belief. Everyone's learning from apps and it's a way that people can afford to do it. You know, a lot of courses are very, very expensive, time consuming. But I mean, I know from doing martial arts for many years, it's small fundamental exercises that bring the biggest results because you can be consistent. They give you a strong basis and a strong um, uh, placement, a strong, I don't know, what's the word? Uh, I can't think of the word, sorry. It's, it's lost. Well, they, they build constitution, a strong, a strong constitution. Yeah. Yes, and from that, because the exercises are all basic exercises that anybody can do and I've practiced them on all my kids. <laughs> so it's safe for children. But these give you the avenue to pursue bigger results because you're doing those small fundamental exercises on a daily basis. And and it covers a full gamut of psychic ability and intuitive ability development. So that's what I wanted to bring. I wanted to bring it in a price point that everyone could afford and they would get, you know, a great value um, for, for this kind of development, which I think that because when I was researching, there just simply weren't any other apps that did that. Yeah, there weren't. Yeah. I've never found I, one, and it wasn't until no, I was neither talking, had I. Because I was saying to you, uh, you know, I'm looking for something that I can get a daily or you know, yeah. sidekick tools to develop yeah. all the time. And you're like, my app does that. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay, I'll buy Absolutely. it right now. Sorry. <laughs> and it brings things you wouldn't normally search for as well. So there's yeah. more than one way to skin a cat. You know, it, you, there's so many different ways to learn the one technique. You know, with we're kinesthetic learners. You got you know auditory learners. You got visual learners. And we all have these, and some of us are mixed learners. There are so many different exercises that will get the same results. So different things will resonate with certain people. And that was what I found really important. Yeah. Even yesterday, you know, I learned to use a pendulum in a completely different Mm. way than I've ever learned in my whole life, which our listener at home is going, how is that even possible? Well, you have to get her up to find out what we're talking about. (laughs) But um, it's, it was just, I love how it's a different, and these are tried and tested, you know, techniques that you've done. Absolutely. Martina, thank you so much for being on the show. I know I just feel like blown away by how fantastic and and connected you are. It's just such a breath of fresh air to talk to you and be able to share, you know, a friendship with you. I'm so thankful. I really appreciate it. 
Uh, is there anything that you want our listener at home to know? We're going to put links to uh, to the app uh, in the show yeah. notes as well as your website. How can they book with you? Sure. Are you still taking readings? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, I am. I'm do not doing as many readings, but you can book through my family. I'll put the links on the um on the show notes. But I'm um, going to be doing some more events this year, some platform events, and hosting some retreats. So because I love that human connection as well, the app's wonderful, and I love contributing more to the app. But I also love human connection. So I'm kind of like in both worlds at the moment and the spiritual world. But at the end of the day, what I think I'd like to finish with is, you know, what you believe is. And if you believe that you truly are able to excel in any sort of ability, psyching into development is definitely for you. Um, it will just even just bring more wonder and beauty to your life. So, yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you my sister, for being here. It's been great. My pleasure. Hi. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.